أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وإذا جاءهم أمر من الأمن أو الخوف أذاعوا به ولو ردوه إلى الرسول وإلى أولي الأمر منهم ولو ردوه إلى الرسول وإلى أولي الأمر منهم لعلمه الذين يستنبطونه منهم ولولا فضل الله عليكم ورحمته ولولا فضل الله عليكم ورحمته لاتبعتم الشيطان إلا قليلا اللهم لا تجعلنا من متبعي الشيطان وبشرح صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي فالحمد لله وصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته everybody um, after some delay uh, trying to get regular again with the council and healing series so I pray that I'm able to be consistent from now until the end of Ramadan uh, today I wanted to share something with you that I found rather unexpected so let me um, introduce it in two ways for you. The, the reason I chose this ayah, the, the reason it, it's, it stuck out to me is that often we think of, you know, uh, the, the spiritual world and, and things that we do that have spiritual consequences as one kind of, one set of acts, like missing a prayer has spiritual consequences, backbiting has spiritual consequences, you know, unkindness has spiritual consequences, etc. They, they affect our hearts in some way, and that's clear from Revelation. Um, but often we also don't think of other things that we, you know, we, we associate them with the world of politics or with the world of, you know, um, uh, social life. And there are other dimensions of our life that we don't necessarily think have any spiritual, personal spiritual consequences. And this ayah was unique in that it kind of highlighted that those two worlds are not as far apart as we think they are. You know, the, the Quran presents a very holistic view of life. So there are matters that have to do with very real life situations. Um, you can even consider them secular situations. But even those secular situations have spiritual undertones. There's something going on in the spiritual world that's connected to that. And that's kind of what's being highlighted in uh, in this ayah. So this ayah is again from Surah An-Nisa, uh, which was given to the Prophet ﷺ when he was in Medina. And Medina is a very interesting time. So when you want to understand the background of this ayah, kind of let me help you set the scene so we get the most out of this brief reminder. Um, so the Prophet ﷺ is in Medina. The Muslims have gone to war with uh, the people of Mecca. Uh, so we're now in between. And, and those wars, those, those battles that have taken place in between them also, there's kind of like a, a cold war situation. They are the enemy. And they are and enemies, even when they're not on the battlefield, um, a very much a part of the war is to gather intelligence uh, on the enemy, right? So the, the people of Mecca are trying to gather intelligence on the Muslims in Medina and what moves are they making, what acquisitions are they doing, what trades are they making, what treaties are they making. They want to keep an eye on that. And the Muslims are trying to keep an eye as best they can on the activities and the ongoings of Mecca. And the Prophet ﷺ is also sending convoys to actually observe, you know, what they're going to be up to. So there's actually a lot of this intelligence gathering for the purpose of eventually espionage, because information warfare, as we know now, is a very real thing, right? Propaganda, spreading news. Um, it's any anyone that's kind of keeps up with the news knows now that cyber warfare is actually a very real part of warfare in the world and, and a very real part of politics, uh, a way of influencing foreign policy, even domestic affairs, right? So 
there, there are, and there's numerous examples of that. If any one of you is even remotely familiar with what's going on in the world today, misinformation, disinformation, and information propaganda is actually very much, um, you know, the name of the game today. And it can cause very serious domestic consequences, international consequences, Conflicts can be based on misinformation. We can think even in our brief lifetimes, how many wars have been the result of propaganda and misinformation and how many lives have been lost because of information warfare, right? So it's not a small thing. Um, so what's what's going on between Mecca and Medina and what is Allah commenting on? So there are a group of people within the Muslim community that actually, even though they're Muslim by name, they don't like the way that the Prophet is governing Medina, and they think they're better suited to run things. But obviously they can't come out and say that. And the Muslims are the victorious party. So they have basically put on the, the disguise of Muslims and they're, we, the Quran calls them the hypocrites and they're embedded inside the Muslim community in Medina. And they're, um, they're, you can't distinguish them. They, they look like the Muslims, they pray like us, they, they're interacting with us like, uh, like Muslims. So they're, they're not, the, the, their outwardly religious appearance does not give them away. In fact, some of the worst of the hypocrites that the Quran will point out were people that were early in Fajr every morning. So they were they were outwardly behaving better than most Muslims today. So it's not like they're an easy giveaway, you see. So Allah will highlight certain things that they do. So this passage in Surah An-Nisa is about 60 ayat or so that are dedicated to behaviors of the hypocrites. And that was so, not just so we can spot them, but every Muslim should look at themselves and say, am I developing some of the habits of these hypocrites? Am I engaged in the same behavior as these hypocrites? Um, and so we ask Allah to, you know, I ask myself, for myself that I, 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 Allah protect me from hypocrisy and you should ask for yourself that he protects you from hypocrisy. And so these are dimensions of their hypocrisy and their their way of sabotaging the mission of the Prophet and creating chaos in the in the community. So what is this ayah about? This is ayah number 83. And whenever some matter reaches them, some news, some information comes to them that has to do with peace, uh, security, or it has to do with something that's a state of fear. So what does that mean? Uh, maybe the the some some battalion of Muslims was engaged in some kind of conflict and they were able to overcome um you know, a, a particular position. So now we got good news that they they won in this position, right? So, so that area is secure, area secured, right? So it's green lit. Uh, it's not code red anymore. Or there's some other place where there's been an attack and there's there's a danger of further enemy forces coming towards Medina. So there's a there's bad news. There's we should be wary that there's a, an, an imminent attack, right? So this is sensitive information. This is information about the security of Medina and of the citizens that live in Medina. And this is in the, in the midst of a state of war. And wrongly, if, we, if the Muslim community starts thinking that this position is secure when it's not secure, so they get the news that they won and now this border is controlled, right? But the fact is it's not controlled, but they spread false news that the border is completely safe. That's deadly. Right? So good news can be deadly too. Or if they spread hysteria that there's this one particular area where the attack is imminent and now we are acting in fear and we're putting resources and forces to plug that hole and in, in the breach in our security and be diverted resources from the actual danger because that was false news, you understand? So this can be pretty deadly stuff. So when they simply hear of... And Ja'ahum Amrum, this Nakira form also suggesting that just any news comes to them and they hear about what's going on, 
about that has to do with safety or has to do with fear, they broadcasted it. Like the moment they got some news, they broadcasted it. Now it's remarkable that Allah here did not say that they got this news and they broadcasted it for the purpose of creating chaos in the, the Muslim ummah. The, the criticism of the Quran in this ayah is that they didn't actually take the time to analyze what news has come to them. Is this partial news? Do I have the entire story? Do I know all the factors involved before I broadcast it? Because when you broadcast news without proper information, you will either create a false sense of safety or hysteria. Amin or khawf. You're going to create one of those two. There are, there are instances now in our, obviously we see this all the time. There are instances where people see something on social media, like they'll hear news of some, some wrongdoing or some oppression or something, and they'll broadcast it. And there's absolute outrage about what happened, right? And then it turns out that was actually a falsified clip. It was from a different year and that was already solved and it was being misused. And it was just an experiment to see how people would act like sheep when they see something on social media and broadcast it and put it on their story and put it on their, their own you know, Insta feeds or on their you know, whatever social media outlet and say, I can't believe this is happening in the world, et cetera, et cetera. And there's this outrage. And that outrage turns into conflicts inside neighborhoods. And you now ha are having a fight with your neighbor about what post you posted or whatever. So it's, it's now having, and families are having conflicts with each other over it. In other words, that, that reckless, quick, jumpy, like as soon as I got it, I'm trigger happy to broadcast it kind of attitude is what is being critiqued here. It's not the intention because the intention may even have been, oh my God, everybody needs to know, know about this. I better broadcast it, right? So they broadcasted it. The moment when this news comes to them, they just they just you know announce it. And Allah says, and rasuli wa amri minhum, and had they taken it back, what they heard, had they taken it back to the Messenger, and to those that have the, the qualifications to make the right decisions among them. In other words, the mature leadership. This is the Qur'an's way of saying something that is now considered politically incorrect. We live in an age of individual empowerment, which has remarkable value. But at the same time, individual empowerment is now taking away from the idea that there are some members in your family that are more responsible than others. You do have an irresponsible, reckless cousin. And his idea of individual freedom brings chaos to the entire family. We all know that in our personal lives, some people are more responsible than others. And when reckless, immature people are being given the opportunity, they're given the opportunity to broadcast things that immaturity will broadcast and chaos will ensue. You understand? You know, this is as simple as at, at a microscopic level, you have your family, you have some guests coming over, right? And you have one of your siblings that just, everything that's going on in the house, he tells all the guests. You know, my mom and dad were having an argument today and they were talking about money. And what, So you have to sit down and say, listen, not everything that you hear, you need to broadcast to everybody. You need to learn to just shut up a little bit. So why don't you just stay in that room and play? Because, because you know, they too much information and sensitive information and being given out broadcast to everybody because you know why? Because broadcasting makes a, might make a person feel like, wow, they got that news from me. I was the one who helped deliver it. So I have something to talk about now, <laughs> right? So what happens then is when you have tiddling, you know, tantalizing information, you have sizzling information, juicy stuff, then you want to share it because it's a way of feeling valued, right? And that's that's what they feel like. You know what I? You know what I heard? 
And that becomes a conversation piece. And this is reckless. And so what Allah is saying, what Allah is giving to the, the Muslims is, there are people like that among you, the immature who spread these sensitive kinds of information in a very reckless, irresponsible kind of way and broadcast it. And had they taken it back to the right leadership, to Rasul, and to those who possess the authority and ulil amr, the ones who have qualifications over the right decision. How do you process this information? How do you verify this information? What do you do with this information? What actions should we take with this information? What is the mature course of action with this information? If you didn't take it to the right place, then and had they had they done that, he says, then those who have the ability to grasp it for what it really is would have known it. They would have come to know it and they would have analyzed it properly. Istimbat is the word that's used. Istimbat is an awesome word. Nabat in Arabic is actually to dig a hole until water comes out. When you dig, dig, dig and water comes out. In other words, what you see is dirt. But the one who can analyze, no, this is rich land, I'm going to dig, and there's actually water underneath. In other words, there's the surface of the news, and there's what's going on behind the news. And not everybody has the intelligence, the political you know, know-how, the social intelligence, the background, the analysis, to be able to understand what's going on behind the news. Right, So the news should be broadcast by those who have the maturity to understand what is behind it. And they're not being used as pawns in somebody else's game. You see what happens in politics and it's been happening for millennia, centuries, millennia, is that the people who understand politics release information and then they know there are some people who will not analyze it and will broadcast it on their behalf. They'll do their dirty work, right? And they have their own agenda and a person might not even know they're being used for an agenda. Their, their political like outrage they think is for a just cause and they don't even know that that just cause was actually part of somebody's campaign plan and it was all planted information. This is stuff that's been studied exhaustively. This is not something I'm coming up with. And look at how savvy the Quran wants the believer to be. He, he didn't just say, take this back to the Messenger وسلم, because it's the spiritual thing to do. Because the, the Prophet وسلم, and those who are closest to him understand the political dynamics of the situation. They know how to manage the information. They know what to do with it. There's a responsibility with, with, with you know, when it comes to uh, creating hysteria in the in the United States, in, in in constitutional law and in you know legal theory. We even talk about people. We talk about free speech, right? Everybody has the right to free speech. But why is it that you can get in trouble for screaming fire in a crowded movie theater, right? Because there is such a thing as being reckless with information. And if you just heard it and then you screamed it, and there's a stampede and lives were lost as a result then there's blood on your hands for your free speech because you just broadcasted it without knowing or without understanding the consequences. So yes, Now this is the, this is the, 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 the profound, you know, uh, the, the heavy reason that got me, compelled me to share this with you. And had it not been the favor of Allah on you and his special loving care, all of you would have ended up following the devil except a few. What? I thought we would have ended up following propaganda, misinformation, right? But what is Allah saying? Propaganda, misinformation, irresponsible broadcasting on, of half-baked news, half a story. When we broadcast that and spread it and spread it and spread it, then, the, then we, the, the society, the community becomes the devil's playground. Hatred is created. Biased judgments are created. Stereotypes are created. 
outrage over what is not really outrage worthy is created misdirected calls for justice are created and shaitan loves it because now you're following what you don't really know you don't fully have knowledge you just have passion and i i'm i'm passionate about something that i don't fully know about and i'm 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 so ideological about it that i hear someone even question me just a little bit i will be so morally outraged that in my righteous justice i will wreck them and ruin them and humanity will be in conflict the devil is being followed you see that so Allah says, in Medina, their, their false broadcasting could have created a, an environment where everybody would have been following the devil. In other words, following half-baked information is following the devil. Following shaitan. Now think about what you and I consume in social media. You and I consume in, in terms of news and how you and I broadcast it recklessly. Without saying, wait, I don't... It's, it's hard to say for a person... I don't understand enough about this to comment on it. I don't know enough. You know, in my own, you know, I'm in, a, in this position. I'm, I'm well known. When I talk about something, people want to know my opinion about everything, right? So I'm, I happen to be from Pakistan. So somebody will e email me, write to me and say, what's your opinion of Imran Khan? Or what's your opinion of this scholar? Or what's your opinion of this, this person who said this, this, this? And I'm like, I don't have enough information to warrant an opinion. And why do you need my two lines of a half-baked opinion, a tweet or a you know a, a little zinger, a comment, and then you want to rebroadcast that and create more chaos and conflict? Except very few, all of you would end up following the devil if you if you became part of this reckless broadcast culture. What a what a what what, what a vivid look in the mirror! What a painful look in the mirror at what we've become. What I may have become, what you may have become individually, forget commenting on everybody else. Look at ourselves. Let's look at myself carefully and see how am I dealing with. And, am I, and if I don't have that maturity and if I don't have people that can analyze it properly, maybe I need to learn more. Maybe I just need to become more educated, more informed. And honestly, in any area of life, the more informed you get, the more educated you get, truly you start realizing how little you know. Truly you start realizing how reckless you were to be passionate about something. There are things that I was very passionate about 10, 15 years ago. I was outspoken about them. And I look back and say, man, was I stupid. I didn't know. I just, I had some information and that some information made me so confident that I have all the information and therefore I can speak about it in such, you know, aggressive, absolute terms. And then life hits you and you realize, no, it's life's more complicated than that. You know, so... Passion is a good thing. A call for justice is a good thing. Outrage is a good thing. When it's based on actual knowledge. Don't fall into what you don't fully have knowledge of. You know. When corrupt news comes to you, then verify it. So this has spiritual consequences. It is us now falling into the trap of shaitan. Whether it's conflicts, whether it's arrogance. Because arrogance is brewed by this too, right? Because somebody... Uh, thinks that their broadcast of something is them taking up a righteous cause which makes them better than someone else they're more righteous than somebody else who disagrees with them because they're on the right and what does Quran say don't consider yourselves pure didn't you see those who consider themselves so pure they declare themselves righteous so self-righteousness can be created which is one of the highest forms of arrogance you know, a person thinking themselves superior in terms of purity, that's that's the height of arrogance. 
Allah Azza wa Jal protect us from it and Allah Azza wa Jal protect all of you and myself from falling into this trap and really developing maturity when it comes to broadcasting or sharing things and sharing them with those who will actually benefit from them and not just sharing for the for the sake of sharing. Barakallahu li wa lakum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.